0: Okay.
1: Oscar Watch podcast, a podcast where we look back at past Best Picture winners for your reconsideration. I am your host Stephen Buja, and joining me on this October morning, Amy Thomason. Amy, how are you doing today?
2: Full of Edward Herman music and right. ready to discuss one of the greatest movies ever made.
1: No spoiler alerts or no anything spoiler like that. Just I to, know, but
2: you know,
1: prime the audience.
2: There's movies I get super excited about. Psycho is one of them.
1: Okay, yes. Today, on Should Have Been a Contender, Alfred Hitchcock's 1960 opus, Psycho. Uh, It would have been part of the 33rd Annual Academy Awards that took place on 4-17-1961, directed by Hitch, the great Alfred Hitchcock. What up? Written by Joseph Stefano, based on the novel by Robert Bloch, starring... Janet Lee, Anthony Perkins, Vera Miles, John Gavin and Martin Balsam. It is a film that we 60 years later we can only ever talk about how influential it is. I would This is one of those movies I would love to be a part of the audience. Like to go to go to the theater to be told you can't arrive late. You won't be seated otherwise it it's one of those experiences that is can only ever ha- it can only ever happen once only once and hitch uh hitch just played it up completely well and we are we are i think there is so much of pop culture and uh certainly filmmaking that came out of this movie that is yeah. uh we are going to do our best to pay homage to it today on this episode Amy, what is your personal history with the film?
2: I remember I went to MGM Studios, I think, when I was in high school, back when Florida had an MGM Studios, and they did like a documentary, or Universal Studios, one of the movie studio theme parks things. And I saw this little documentary on it when I was in high school, and I said, I have to see this movie. Because mm-hmm. I was also total movie person by that point. Right. So I watched the movie. I absolutely loved it. I thought Anthony Perskins was gorgeous. And then just since then, just you know, every documentary, every everything I've watched, I've read, I've listened to.
1: So I am very familiar with this film. You're very familiar. And you have read the novel by Robert Bloch, correct?
2: I have just finished it last week. Just
1: finished it. Uh no so I'm I'm always curious because you're the one who reads the books because i don't know you have That's time how I you, you have time or something i just, whatever <laughs> whatever that is and uh, uh how does uh how does this stand up as an adaptation of the novel because i remember in our uh, shining episode last week you talked that yeah you know Sh- the shining movie is actually a terrible adaptation of the book but that doesn't mean it's not a uh, a good movie, because it's a great movie, we we decided yes. that, is... Uh, they're
2: two different animals. They're, they're completely different completely animals. Completely different animals. Both, both masters in their craft. One of the best books I've ever read. One of the best movies I've ever seen.
1: Okay. Wait, Psycho, one of the best... Psycho, one of the best books you've ever read. No, 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 no. no the Shining. The Shining, okay. How do, Psycho. Yes, what's Woo! Psycho?
2: What a read. Okay. What a read.
1: I'm curious. Tell me more. Um,
2: It... It's interesting because you get so much more of Norman Bates. You so much more get in his head. And what is in his head is really disturbing. Mm. And he's a physically, and it's interesting, and I know why, and we'll talk about that later, why someone like Anthony Perkins was cast instead of someone like in the book who's this like fat, balding, gross, scary guy mm. who if he were a real person in 2018 would be one of the main incel guys, okay. one of the men going your own way, writing manifestos because it really, when he sees, um, her name's Mary Crane in the book.
1: Okay. It's
2: all, and he's watching her and he's like aroused by her. And he's like that bitch. She must know I'm watching her. That stupid whore. Like, trying to fuck with me i mean she, he really and he's much less calm and pleasant too okay. like he gets and when marion makes the comment about oh maybe you could like put her away at home and anthony perkins gets a little bit riled up but he still keeps his calm
1: yeah norman bates cool.
2: the book like yells at her and like oh. points at her and like totally loses his temper
1: Oh, I, I love I love Perkins's reaction because you can see the wheels going on in his you see in, in his head, just like but, but there's he, it's blank it's blank he's like it oh, is but yeah. he gets
2: blank. This guy actually lashes out.
1: All right, all right. You know
2: what I mean? Like he's much more guilty, and he openly lies to the cops or Arbogast when he first comes. When he's like, he's like, oh no, I didn't have anybody come all weekend. Just nobody came at all. And the guy's like, can I see your book, please? And he's like, why did you lie about it? And so that kind of, just things like that. And there's a lot of conversations with him and his mother, which is really even more disturbing.
1: Considering part- what we together. know. Uh, yeah. Spoiler alert, folks. We will ruin this movie completely for she you. seems
2: much more, the mother seems much more alive in the book. In the movie, you hear little snippets of conversations. But in the book, it's very much like he has full-on arguments with her
1: that in the book. Must be. Be interesting to uh, to read it. To, it really
2: is, but he's such an incel. Like he would have been at Charlottesville with a.
1: Yeah. Torch and for uh, for the record, for those who uh, who 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 don't know, incel stands for involuntary celibate. Or, just boys yep, who mad at women for not banging them. Or something. Yep. Nonsense and for being bullshit.
2: sluts and teases, and he has this whole internal monologue when he is watching Marion Crane get into the shower.
1: Okay. Yes. Uh, And um, the novel, while not expressly based on the life of Ed Gein, one of uh, the first uh, serial killers who killed women and made a woman suit out of them, which would obviously be later used in Buffalo Bill in Buffalo Bill and Science of the Lambs, Robert Block uh, was—he would later—he would later be startled to see the. Similarities between the character of Norman Bates that he created in this book and Ed Gein, uh, as well, and it's sort of it's sort of become like enmeshed in the legend that this is a movie about Ed Gein when it's not really. There are other movies about Ed Gein. Most a lot of uh, you know Texas Chainsaw is kind of about Ed Gein, but really it all everything, including the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, flows through Psycho, you know, in a way that uh, would be impossible had Psycho never existed in the first place. Uh, my familiarity with Psycho is—I've seen it a bunch of times. Always enjoyed it. Hitch is Hitch is, Hitch is one of those guys, uh, one of those directors who is a bit hit or miss for me. I, oh I, yeah. Like, you know, from like everyone says Vertigo is great. I just I just don't like Vertigo. I really don't like Vertigo. I I'm sorry. I admit it now. North by Northwest is amazing. I I have
2: no desire to see that yet. I have no desire to see that movie. I've never north, seen by
1: Northwest or yeah, oh, it's, oh, yeah north no, it's, oh i've never
2: seen it and I've no desire to see it at oh, it's, all it's
1: fantastic the birds and I don't know the why birds, I the birds never is great seen it. honestly you know what my favorite Hitchcock movie is favorite um audio sound can I, if sa- I remember can i think what? i know what your favorite
2: Hitchcock is, what is it? uh rear window
1: it's not it's not rear window oh, although close what's that what? I, maybe i don't i don't know I'm just winging it like i don't None of the other episodes oh. exist to, for me right now. Yeah. So. Okay,
2: I just remember you saying that, that you said that you loved Rear Window.
1: I love Rear Window, but I, uh, I love the 39 Steps. That is my number one. Hitchcock movie. I, it's a weird one. I know. I ju- I just love it so much. It's so great. I,
2: I would say I agree with you. For me, he's a person. I mean, he's a master filmmaker. Whether yes, I've seen his movies like I'm not gonna say if I see North by Northwest and I don't love it. I understand that it's not just some like, piece of shit movie, like not even worth seeing. But the ones that I love: Psycho, Strangers on a Train,
1: Strangers on a Train, hella good.
2: Very good. good. Haunting, haunting, haunting. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And um, I actually, and I'm not a big um, Grace Kelly fan. I loved her, loved her in Rear Window. I thought her character was great. And Dial M for Murder, just the scene where she's on the phone and you see the guy coming up to her. I used to show that to my students when I was teaching them about dramatic irony, about how the audience knows something that the character doesn't, Mm -hmm. and the guy comes up behind her and... Terrifying, terrifying. And Ray Milland, Who doesn't love Rayland
1: You know. <laughs> I'm just gonna go, yay! yay Raymoland. <laughs> of course, of course. Well, we could uh, we can you know, we could devote literally an entire podcast. Not not like in a podcast episode, like we make a, a podcast serious. where we just watch Hitchcock movies. Men was prolific okay. and it would be a great conversation every time. One Audience I,
2: members, right in.
1: Yeah, right in. What what Hitchcock movie should we watch? We've already, it.
2: We could do it.
1: We, we, yeah, yeah, we're 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 up to the, we're up to the challenge. We can talk Hitchcock all the time. But we will uh certainly talk about in our next section Hitchcock, the famous Always Bridesmaid, never a bride, at the Academy Awards and how this year changed a few things, but not really. So
0: Stick around. I was so fond of saying on the set of that picture, don't worry, Tony, it's only a movie. (laughs) The knife never actually touches her body, but this guy can make an audience believe anything. I've been taking the rap for that sequence for 20 years now, but that's not me behind the curtain. I was in New York that day rehearsing a Broadway show. (laughs) And that scene, the credit for that act, belongs to my stand-in, Bert, and from now on, he can take the rap for it. More good news, that cool blonde is still warm, and furthermore, she's with us tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, Janet Lee.
3: It took Hitch seven working days to shoot that sequence, seven days and 70 camera setups to produce just 45 seconds of film. But it's pure film and done by the master. made a lot of pictures, and, but only that one from Mr. Hitchcock. But ever since, interviewers have asked me more about Hitch than, than any other director with whom I've worked. I mean, part of the fun of watching any Hitchcock movie is looking for that quick cameo in which he always pokes a little fun at himself.
1: Psycho was, in fact, nominated for four Academy Awards at the 33rd Annual Show in 1961. Best Director was uh, one of them, one of Hitch's many, many awards. He would famously never win a competitive Oscar, later receiving a Lifetime Achievement Award, for which he gave the greatest acceptance speech of all time by just saying thank you. I... That's like that's like a baller power move right there. It's like, it's like oh, he's just like saying yes, but fuck you guys, because Hitchcock certainly deserved an Oscar. Uh, the three other awards were... What were they? What was it nominated for?
2: Best Supporting Actress for Miss Janet Lee.
1: You mean she's not the main character? I am shocked by this.
2: Who lost to Shirley Jones by Elmer Gantry, and I'll talk about that because I do like that movie. Okay. Um... Best director, and he lost to one Mr. Billy Wilder for The Apartment.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're going to lose to somebody, lose like, you should lose to Billy. Like, yeah. Like, losing to Jack Cardiff for Sons and Lovers. Like, who the fuck is Jack Cardiff? No, you lose to Billy Wilder. Yeah. Yeah, That that that's what happens. Even Fred Zinneman. Like, you, you can lose to Fred Zinneman. And
2: I have that's a fine. feeling. Is it too early to get into this? I have a feeling Wilder had another thing going for him. One because whether we like it or not and we're not going to start this debate right now, it is a good movie. You it might not be the best movie of the year, but yeah. it is a very good movie. It is very well directed, very good screenplay, well acted. You know what I mean? Right. Can I we will, at not, least I, I, will
1: I will never I will never knock the directing in Bill, a Billy Wilder movie. He is and he the screenplay
2: it has issues; it's flawed. We get Definitely. it, but it's not like it's this piece of crap. It's not all of
1: her. There are there are plenty of other movies in ni- in the nineteen sixties that one, that are pieces of crap, and we but, will talk about them later.
2: But also, he had come off some like it hot. Oh, yeah. Personally, I think that some like it hot was the best movie of nineteen fifty nine, instead of Ben Hur. So I'm thinking that maybe they thought it had been a while since he's been in a hit. He did that great movie last year. Maybe that kind of helped Incredible, I don't know yeah. the
1: but there are, there are, there, are politics, I there are politics in the academy that I think we are never we as people who are not members are never so, really privy to and just like the momentum and storylines are just as important as. You know, the but movie that, yeah. itself, it's, it's 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 fascinating. It's a, it's a great discussion. That's why I, I, but, I like having it with you.
2: But since I wasn't here for Ben-Hur, I will say no, I would not vote for that for Best Picture of the Year. It should have gone to some like it hot, and it also should have gotten Best Director. Thank you. Yeah, and Best Screenplay. Like uh, it's best it's, Cinematography, Black and White, and Best Art slash Set Direction, Black and white. and white.
1: Yes, and Best Cinematography, Black and White is, of course, odd because Hitchcock is coming off of his biggest hit of all time. North by Northwest, Technicolor, Marvel, ex- just crazy. You got the plane scene, the plane, it's on Mount Rushmore, everything color. This is a low Harry budget, Grant. yeah, Cary Grant. He has a low budget black and white horror movie shot with the television television crew. you like, i
2: mm-hmm. like the backlot.
1: Yeah, it's like it's for nothing, and becomes arguably the film that Hitchcock is most associated with. In his his very long, a, he has one of the longest careers in Hollywood. He's been working since the twenties. Uh, died in nineteen eighty. Worked in uh, silent films. Worked in worked in sound. He, the man, loved filmmaking so much. He was the 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 probably the most famous film director at the time. Certainly in the sixties, Alfred Hitchcock presents like. I cannot with point out. That great out,
2: theme I, song. Yeah,
1: the great, the great theme song. I cannot point out who Damien Chazelle is, who any of like the young up and comers are. They all, they're all probably just like, oh, you're probably just like skinny white dudes like, with like scruffy beards. Like I don't fucking know. Alfred Hitchcock, like you, like when you see a picture of Alfred Hitchcock, you go, "Yep, that's him." I know, I know who that guy is. He, he and that
2: me. he always wore a suit, and I love that always. about him. I love that he always wore a suit, and he made his entire crew all had to wear ties and jackets.
1: Yeah, and he did not and like I other directors. That about him. He did not like other directors who did not do that. I believe um what Friedkin? William Friedkin. Was was, was he working denied
2: for him. William Friedkin a job. He came in to meet with with Alfred Hitchcock and he's like, Why aren't you wearing a tie? And Friedkin made some like smart ass comment.
1: Yeah, and he's but... like,
2: Oh and then Hitchcock's like, Yeah, you can leave now.
1: And then Friedkin goes and but billy sorcerer, the Wilder, sorcerer the exorcist you know he, he 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 does good by himself certainly certainly but billy wilder yes you were saying
2: i always recognize too i always the thing i always found amazing about billy wilder is that he's so tiny and his accent sounds like he just got off the boat and yet he he wrote such a quote-unquote american films yeah. and yet you hear him talk and you it's almost shocking how thick his accent is. You know what I mean? It makes me, I mean, it makes me love well, him more.
1: You know, well, Bill, you know, along, you know, Billy Wilder, Frank Capra, a lot of the guys in the, came up in the thirties and forties, immigrants, all of them, they, I, there's something about the immigrant experience that lends them to, I think, understanding the country more than say you and I do, which is, is neither, it's neither you know, good, good or bad. It's just, they, they mm-hmm. bring a different perspective from, they have, something to compare America to as to us. We're just like this is America. It's fine. It's awesome. It's great. Except when it's not and then it's really not. But uh that's again that's not, neither here nor there. And yeah, he he makes like I I think they want to love they love America just a little bit more because it's something they had to like fight for. They like they, After they, escaping
2: they Nazi Germany.
1: Yeah, yeah certainly. See certainly they, the I see why they would
2: like uh they, they really they want to us. be
1: here. Like, oh, nobody's gonna throw me in a camp. Great, sold, excellent. Uh, this would be Janet Lee's only uh, Oscar nomination. She, uh, she had a career that spanned seven decades across television and film. A lot of uh, small stuff. A lot of you know, some, some big stuff. But the only time she ever, ever graced the Academy Awards. Uh, would be for her role in Psycho, and I wonder how she feels. Just, uh, just you know, to be to do so much and to be and to have this be this be the role because, and we'll get into it. It's it's a, it's a it is a great role, but at the same time, it's it's a role that is just meant to get you from point A to point. B8 see, people say Motel. that, and
2: we'll talk. We'll talk about that because I see it as I see it as more than that. That's just me. My...
1: Yeah, so let's see. You can see it as a lot of things, but the entire the entire first third of the movie is just meant to is Hitch's Hitch's way of saying eh, I need to get to this hotel. Eh, how about we have this story about this woman? And it's and it's great and it's great. And uh, we will talk about <laughs> the structure of the film, yeah. which is one of the greatest. In, uh, in like mainstream filmmaking in history, yeah.
2: And to say it is, it's the most famous scene. It's not even just one of the most famous movies, but like she's in arguably the most famous scene.
1: Yeah, she's in the scene that kills the fifties and like, film that's, history. Like that's, that's what that's what she does. And um, uh, you, I will say, say that I will say yeah, cinematography, yes, should be nominated for art direction, set direction, yes. Bates Motel, and, just. Has this great sense of location to it. It
2: wasn't nominated for best editing. But it wasn't nominated
1: for best editing. What?
2: How or best score. is that or best
1: possible? Score. Or best score by, you know, you have um, Tom, Tom George Tomasini, great editor, not nominated. His work on the shower scene alone, alone is like nothing you have seen in mainstream Hollywood filmmaking in 1960. So, Bernard so Herrmann bludgeons Hitchcock into taking this music he's made and it becomes one of the, so famous that I bet at one point our children will be making the sound, the we we Without ever having seen the movie, because why would we let them watch Psycho? It's a and terrible score, idea.
2: And the score is so much more than just that, though. It is. You know what I mean? It's like people forget. You get so focused on just the music during the shower scene that you forget, like the opening movie with the dun 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 dun
1: dun 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 Crazy. There are a lot of things this movie should not have been nominated for. It should have been best. Yeah, you know, well, we'll probably just say best picture. Like, y- yes, one of the most influential there were films movies that year. In the 90s. There were there were a lot of a there lot were of, and
2: I've seen two of them and two of them I think definitely are cemented and should not not be nominated.
1: which ones are those? Uh, that
2: should have been nominated for best picture.
1: Yes. The
2: Pretty apartment.
1: Sure. Obviously. Okay.
2: And Elmer Gantry, which if you haven't seen it, it's a very powerful movie about uh basically this total dirtbag who becomes an evangelical revivalist tent tent show uh religious guy. Huh. He gets on the train and it makes some very powerful statements about religion and again this is in the sixties. Yeah. And And this guy is just basically kind of a con man. And it's sort of based on the life of Amy Semple McPherson. And Gene Simmons is in it.
1: uh, Wait, the Gene Simmons from rock band Kiss Gene Simmons? are we talking about different Gene Simmons?
2: You're seriously asking me this question, Mr. Boucher?
1: Well, I don't know. Maybe
2: you're a Kiss fan. The actress Gene Simmons. The one who was Ophelia in Laurence Olivier's Hamlet. The one who was in Spartacus.
1: Oh, okay. Girl Gene. Fine. Well, you know, you got me you got me she excited Donald, that Gene Simmons might have been in a movie, but okay, fine. He's in the sixties. What? I don't know. He's the old Lancaster. Yeah. I love burt Lancaster. Alright, fine. All right. I'll adding it to the well, very long Shaw. list of things.
2: Pashaw. my and friend. But very yes, Very long list of
1: things. Okay. You should see it. And
2: you should read the book.
1: Oh my god, you and the books, Jesus. Sinclair
2: Lewis, he's amazing. I
1: know. Let me find time. God, hang out with your husband or something. Jesus. Stop reading so much. Watch more movies. Sorry, I know. Your husband works, and I get it. it just, it's just <laughs> like, ah, I wish I could read as much as you. Ooh.
2: Audiobooks.
1: Yeah, well, no, even then, because I'm just... You know, you know what? Never mind. Neither here nor there. We're going to take a short break, and we come back, yeah. and we're going to talk about Psycho. Stick around. Bye.
3: Is your time so empty?
0: No. Uh, well, I-, I run the office, and... uh tend the cabins and grounds and, and do little uh, errands for my mother, the ones she allows I might be capable of doing.
3: Do you go out with friends?
0: Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. You've never had an empty moment in your entire life, have you?
3: Only my share. Where are you going?
0: I didn't mean to pry.
3: I'm looking for a private island.
0: What are you running away from?
3: Why do you ask that? No.
0: People never run away from anything. The rain didn't last long, did it? You know what I think? I think that We're all in our private traps, clamped in them, and none of us can ever get out. We scratch and and claw, but only at the air, only at each other, and for all of it, we never budge an inch.
3: Sometimes we deliberately step into those traps.
0: I was born in mine, I don't mind it anymore.
3: Oh, but you should. You should mind it.
0: Oh, I do. <laughs> but I say I don't.
3: You know, if anyone ever talked to me the way I heard, it's the way she spoke to you...
0: Sometimes, when she talks to me like that, I feel I'd like to go up there and curse her and, and, and leave her forever. Or at least to fire. Woman steals a
1: bunch of money, goes on the run, goes to a hotel, and terrible mayhem ensues from there. We can say that is really uh, just scratching the surface of the film, but I what what I want to start with is the structure of the movie because this is one of the most wickedly tailored films uh, in in history. Certainly at nineteen, certainly in nineteen sixty. With the haze code dying out, the studio system sort of crumbling, you are at a place where you can play a little jazz with how you structure a movie. Hitchcock has been known to do that. He made Rope a great uh, uh, single fake uh, shot of a uh, of, of a movie, which you should really check out if you if you are inclined for that. But here, Hitchcock employs the I think one of the greatest bait and switches of all time. Uh, certainly the most memorable because you have this movie, this fully formed movie about this person who is, she is uh, having an affair with a married man.
2: He's not married. Oh, he's,
1: he's not married. Sorry. Yeah. He's not. He's divorced. Yeah. And oh, yeah. that's
2: what prompts the stealing the money. And that's what Sorry. prompts the uh, Yes. Yeah, so you're, <laughs> you're right.
1: You're right. I can. I'm you know, yeah, Marion, uh, Janet Lee. Well, we're talking about Lee. Janet Lee. Taught, you know in a in an affair with this divorced man she steals money she goes on the run she is racked by guilt you like we go through an emotional roller coaster with her she has these small adventures in this uh with this cop she gets a car a new car and then she goes to this hotel and she is uh, like we're f- like 40 some odd minutes into the movie and you and she is ready to repent and it's Amazing. You're like, oh, awesome. She's going to go back and she's everything's going to be fine. I don't know why this movie is called Psycho. She seems totally sane. This other, you know, we met this dude at this hotel and like that's fine. But I think, I really think that conversation helped her realize that it's okay for her to go back. And then something terrible happens. And it's unlike anything we have seen at that time. Since then, we have seen all of that. And there's a couple
2: things involved in that that are really interesting. The one thing, and I do take issue with so many people who say, yes, it's the MacGuffin. It's what gets her to where the story really picks up. Almost like they discount that whole part of the story. Mm -hmm. But that part of the story is done so masterfully.
1: I I agree. I, I I was I was one of those people who just said like, oh, who cares about the first part of Psycho? It's it's irrelevant. But I but. love
2: I love I I'm different. I think about once she's killed, I'm almost like, okay, I can turn it off now. My favorite part is that whole beginning part yeah. because I love the guilt, that feeling, and she she lies to her boss, and you see the wheels turning. Mm -hmm. and she's desperate to be with this man, but he's in all this debt, and he's got this ex-wife that he has to give all this money to, and all she wants is to be legitimate, and she steals the money. And what's interesting is that, which, of course, I didn't realize until I read it later in a book, that at the beginning, she's wearing a white bra and slip, and then after she steals the money, she's wearing a black bra and a black slip. Mm -hmm. Symbolism,
1: perhaps? Not not enough gets... Hitchcock's direction in this, in his his staging and framing, do not get enough credit for how much he not only telegraphs the shower scene and what is what is to come, but how he creates this. Like I was enthralled this time that I watched it by how just like tense and just uncomfortable I am watching Marion go through all this stuff. She's like negotiating with the car dealer. And it's, everything oh, when she's on wrong. the road,
2: and, all, and she wakes up, and the cop knocks on the window, like I glasses? have a heart attack watching. That. Oh. you know, those like Cool Hand Luke mirrored glasses. Yeah, and it, he's totally calm, and she's just like, "What? What's wrong?" And you just feel her. Like I felt nauseous for her.
1: Yeah, it's like, and it's, and it, he
2: keeps following her, and I love how Hitchcock. She's driving, and she's facing the audience. Mm-hmm and you hear you hear what's going on and the people talking and she kind of gets this little smile on her face and you're like oh that's so brilliant and so subtle yeah and the bit with the car and yeah and the then car, oh and... god when the cop pulls over when she goes in the car place and the guys pu- the cop is pulled over but it's like way across the street and he's just standing there with his arms folded watching her seriously i'm like about to throw up because yeah. i'm so nervous for her yeah
1: there's a very voyeuristic bent to the film itself it's all it's all about voyeurism and watching and like the cop is one person who watches norman is another person who watches and you can you can you can feel as an an audience member that we are we are watching things we should not be privy to and that's what that's what makes when the violence come and the violence comes and the violence comes very quickly and almost out of nowhere like there's no like yeah norman this Bates Motel—that's a weird place, I guess—and the caretaker is a little. We see
2: her a lot in hotels, and the voyeurism starts in the opening shot of the movie when it shows the hotel where she's with her lover, and we go in through the window. Yeah, it's push. push It's not an establishing shot of the hotel, and then we're in the thing. We're going in through the blinds.
1: Yeah, we are. We are. We're watching. We're watching secrets uh un- unfold be- before our eyes and but i was i watch a lot of uh i've been known to watch a lot of procedurals your ncis is your law and orders and, and what. You're...
2: this surprises me completely not at all
1: okay that's that's fine especially ones where there are just wildly uh smart but like like very unqualified dudes like helping out the uh the police like elementary or lucifer Anything like that. I'm like, oh, I, lo- I love a good police consultant film or show. And you know what the first 40 so minutes of uh, Marion's story of Psycho remind me of? Reminds me of like the brief before credit snippet. The of, cold open. The, yeah, the cold open of the murder that we are going to then solve in The next hour or so it's only it's just been expanded to the point where we understand completely this character we feel for her, we understand her motivations, we feel her her guilt, we feel her desires, and that's what makes what happens in the shower scene, I think that much more um, impactful especially in 1960? Yeah, she's
2: not just some random chick that gets killed. Right.
1: And like people have been dying for for like since the beginning of cinema. That like it's like nothing is better than like a death scene. That's the best thing you can you can possibly do. But this one it feels different because it's so like we we like this person and it's so random. And it
2: That's comes really, out of nowhere.
1: It, it comes it comes out of nowhere. Not, and it's it's not because of the $40,000. Norman has no idea of that. He even even afterwards when he's cleaning up, he takes the money and he you know which is wrapped up in the newspaper and he just throws it into the car and then he puts the car into the swamp. Like it's not it's it's not about that. It is about an uncaring universe that oh, you have good like you did something bad and you have uh good intentions to repent. Sorry. That sucks for you. This is coming at you. Not because of anything you did, but because of who the fuck knows. It well, just is.
2: According to, according to reality, according to Robert Block, it's you're a whore who's tempting my son. And in the book, he, Mama Crane, chopped a uh, mama, yeah.
1: Mama, mama Bates.
2: Bates chops her head off
1: yeah which is graphic and I think a little a, it's a little a very, over the top
2: it's, it's a very fast scene and the hard thing for me to give all the credit to the movie creators for that is that's how the book is though the book starts with with Norman and his mother and then it cuts to Mary in the book Mary Marion yeah. and it gets into her whole story so a lot of that is is, is in the book already right. they didn't necessarily add it for the movie but if you ever read
1: the book I could see why it'd be shocking yeah. you, know I mean? you know what like, I mean lo- like they had
2: a lot of that stuff already
1: but I love how we don't even meet nor there's no okay this movie's called psycho here's this guy oh, at a yeah. hotel at the beginning of the movie and then we cut away to Mary we don't see any of that it's just we're yeah. following this know- woman the-
2: you know from the beginning of the book that he's deeply disturbed and troubled and has all these relationship issues with yep. his mother. So in the movie the fact that she pulls up and there's this very slim very handsome, handsome charming I was
1: shocked guy. By how Hans- Perkins is. Yeah, he's like
2: un- he's one of those people that it's like un- he's unfairly attractive. Yes. Like really just stop.
1: Uh, yeah, come on, please. <laughs> we get it, You're beautiful. It's like just kill somebody. And oh, please don't. Sorry. And soft, that's awkward. The soft
2: voice that he had Oh
1: yeah, I would. I'm like, I would let my daughter date date him. And he's
2: all shy and awkward, and I'm one who likes the shy, awkward types.
1: Yeah, and look what that gets you. See, you just don't date men. We're just, we're just, terrible. <laughs> you just, you just can't do it. But no, no, that's great. That's great that, you know, like if you're watching this movie called Psycho, and you're like, what? what's that exactly happening here and if you haven't read the book i don't know maybe like maybe maybe you have and you're like i'm just waiting for waiting for this Yeah, waiting to get here it's it's so great that it's so it, the unexpected nature of the violence is what makes it so powerful because i think that really is how the violence in life works it's like sometimes things just bad things just fucking happen and there's nothing you can do about it it's not for any it's not for any cosmic rhyme or reason. It's for some, because some fucked up dude saw you, you insulted his mother, and now he's going to kill you. Like, that, that's it. And there's nothing, there's, it's just random, and it's cruel, and it's very, it's a very Catholic thing to have, and I think Hitchcock is drawing on that a lot to, um, to really, to, like, that's what makes it shocking. That's what makes it shocking even today. Even watching this, I'm like, I know, I know she's going to get murdered, but
0: Fuck that
1: is, oh, it's so ah, mm-hmm. oh, it's tough and it's just, it's just, and not yeah. only
2: that, the scene where he's watching her is so disturbing to watch. Oh yeah, when it's, he moves that picture and that real close up shot of his eye, I'm like mm-hmm. acting it out through the podcast. Everyone, you can't see me, but I'm acting middle yeah. red baits. When he, you just see that shot of his eye, and yeah. you're like, he's yeah. a little strange. Yeah.
3: You, you, Things
2: I never noticed until like this past year. Okay, which is. It's embarrassing that I just put some of these things together. One, when he talks about how he likes stuffed birds and her last name is Crane. Okay. Didn't didn't even understand that. Also, the fact that here he is, spoiler alert, preserving he's into taxidermy. So yeah, he'd be really good at like preserving dead bodies. Yes, he would. Never dead. saw that tie and I I don't think that's in the book.
1: I mean definitely makes for a stronger you know, str- it makes for so stronger makes stronger breadcrumbs in the movie if you really want to figure out what's going on you're like ah, yeah, I get I, I, I see now and it's a fun thing but, to look back on.
2: but the thing with him doing taxidermy and then preserving his mother like a couple of weeks ago I put this <laughs> together in my brain and I was like, wow, that's embarrassing that it it's thirty
1: odd years okay, okay I but want you to don't
2: back. think about it because <laughs> it's so subtle.
1: Everything
0: about and that's this movie is so about subtle.
1: It. everything's like that that scene where you mentioned where Norman is looking through the 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 hole in the wall. It's not just a small hole in the wall. It's got a face-sized, you know, he's like, oh, he's this is not his first rodeo on this. And then and then we you know, we see his eye and then we see what he sees. So mm-hmm. we are now so we are now the voyeurs yeah. in this in this uh, macabre scene that is about to is about to happen. And it's um it, that and th- i think that's where, what makes it un- uncomfortable more so than any number of other slasher movies is the intimacy involved and how the how hitchcock is indicting the audience in this kind of saying this is well this is what you want right here here is murder up close personal intimate this is this is this is what you want. This is here here it is. This is what well, this is what it's like and it's
2: In all the other slasher movies, they're just monsters. Like they're just monsters. They're just going to run around and kill you and that's it. There's no you don't see the person when they're not in monster mode. Right. Yeah. And you I, know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so all you see them as is a monster, but in this it's like he's charming, he's handsome. You feel bad for him cuz he seems lonely.
1: Yeah, he's a little, he's a little off, and,
2: and you know what I mean. It's not like in Michael Myers in some of these movies, which is why I don't get into those kinds of movies because I'm like, it's just, you know, he's the bad guy, they're innocent, and she's, and the fact that Marion isn't just this totally innocent character just adds a whole other level of depth. Even though she doesn't necessarily die for her sins, the fact that she's got guilt and she's a full-blooded person, she's not just like, oh, standard teenager getting chased by mm-hmm. some crazy guy, and that's the whole yeah. film. The, That's what makes it artistic, in my yeah.
1: opinion. It's also this this movie kind of inspired the slasher film movement of the seventies. Toby Hooper, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, John Carpenter, uh, with uh, Halloween, and a and quite, those movies it, it, it,
2: don't hold a candle to this. Like it's
1: yeah. it's. And, but they, but they are they are excellent examples of their of their genre of their genre for sure. But what um, what Psycho is able to do is uh, the thing that. Only Psycho could do because Psycho was the first, and that was uh, introduce the template of the of like of the of the, of the, the slasher of the girl of like like a oh, slasher movie's going to open with a girl getting killed. We watch now. We watch slasher movies just going all right. Who is going to die? Who is going to survive? In 1960, we did not have the language of cinema for that. Hitchcock created the language that said, okay, we're following this character, this very well-developed character, and she is just going to be killed because she is actually in someone else's movie, a movie that you did not know you were watching. And that knowledge is, uh, you know, because afterwards we all know, we all are aware of that, even if we haven't seen a slasher movie, we know the general tropes of what is going to happen, and, Hitch- and Hitchcock was creating that as is, and that's why it was. That's why it worked so well, and that's why nobody else in the sixty some odd year or almost sixty years since Psycho came has come out has been able to reach that sort of shock on film. At least you have uh, mm-hmm. you know, certain things where like. Surprise character dies on The Walking Dead or Game of Thrones or whatever. And that's, 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 and that's crazy. Now, but it's all, it's, it all goes back to cycle. It's a big
2: joke though. With those TV shows, it's a big joke. It's like, someone's going to die. Hmm. Yeah. Someone's going to die exactly. because all, they're all killed off. So you're like, everyone's going to die sometimes. Just when yeah. is it going to be?
1: And this, and for, for, for us, it's a more, uh, it's like a spiritual thing. Like someone's going, like we're, like we're all going to die and, maybe some of us are just going to be picked off randomly because we went we took a wrong turn and we went to a hotel we should not have been no this shit probably doesn't have at the hilton all that much i'm just saying like this is a very good advertisement why you should stay at big corporate hotels like yeah that it's sanitized was. but you're probably not getting murdered as much and what probably the murder count the murder ratio is very low uh i i I'll, I'll run some numbers and I'll get back to you on that one. The shower scene itself, in addition to killing the 1950s, to bringing about the slasher genre to just presaging, the, the turmoil of the 1960s for you know, telling us that you know nowhere in your house is safe. Even the bathroom, which you know we had never seen a flushing toilet before, uh, Marion yes. flushed down the, that piece of paper that she wrote and she was doing her math on. The shower Sheen is also just a excellent example of filmmaking, like pure and simple. Um, it's quick. You don't see what you think you've actually seen, and yet it lingers in a way that few murders in cinema have ever lingered. There's, uh, it's, it's a, it's the cutting of George Tomasini is uh, impressive because. Was working on actual film, so that takes just a while back then, and just the way it ratchets up the uh, the mood, the tension, and how it doesn't really tell you much except that she's dead. Uh, what, uh, like, um, how do you how do you how does the like the scene itself we we remove it from the beginning, we remove it from the end. How does the scene itself play now, 60 years later, to you?
2: It's like its own thing. It's its own little movie, and it's just all of the elements are working. I can't remember. Saul Bass was that the guy? Saul Bass. Yeah, that's. Didn't he help do the storyboard for it, I, uh, as well as the opening?
1: I think so. I think so.
2: Okay, so yeah, he made it differently, and it's just the more I think about it, the more I can't imagine everything that went into it. That they had a body double and. You know, and with the one story that I like the most is the um, the one that the censors kept thinking that they saw a naked nudity in mm-hmm. it. And they kept sending it back to Alfred Hitchcock and he kept sending back the same thing. But it's, it's its own little movie. It starts off, there's like the beginning and all you hear is the water running, which is yeah. great. And then... She's washing herself and it's all great, yeah, and it, then it, you it, see the shadows start to come in, and you're like, "Something's
1: happening." What's going on? It Bikes. builds
2: to the crescendo, and then it goes down. It's like its own little film.
1: Yeah, and there's, and there's no sound until they fling the curtain back, and then yeah, and then just stab, 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 I stab, never stab, stab, heard stab, stab. The
2: stabbing sounds when they told that story about the stabbing the different melons. But I was like, can you even hear that? And then I never thought about, and I saw this in a documentary when they were doing that—that that it's the pulse of her, of the rhythm of her heart getting faster and faster, oh. and then it slows down. There. <laughs> there's
1: that last right, and then she co- and then she collapses. Oh. I love, I love, I love. Oh, and it
2: shows her eye. Yeah, and then it becomes pull, the drain.
1: Pulling the out drain the drain, the and then just, and the, the you know pull out to her, you know bad cut because janet lee breathed and then we slowly pan over to the to the money it's just, it, it's the kind of move it's a kind of sequence you want to show kids who want who are thinking about being an editor being like this is how you ratchet up tension and suspense with a little little bit of surprise and, and 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 you do like you do that right now it's its own short story but you have to you have to Put together little pieces here and there throughout the rest of your narrative. You gotta you, you gotta you gotta sprinkle it with some sugar before before getting there, cause that it's like it's so impactful right now. Even today. It's it's just one of the most savage deaths in, in cinema. Because and the best you, because
2: nothing of, has ever come close to it. Ever. Yeah,
1: and, and and we've seen like blood and guts and, and everything, but here it's different because it's not about the it's not about the the visceral splendor of it which is which is which is fine but very subdued it's about how did she like she didn't just like she didn't serve this like she was she was she was she made the she made she we saw her make the choice this shower was not only a physical shower; it was a metaphorical shower. She's cleaning herself off. She's like, "I'm gonna get yeah, it's a good very, night's sleep, like, and then I'm gonna great. go home. I'm gonna, what? I'm gonna bring the money back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna face the consequences of my actions, and the consequences and of my actions are being that. stacked."
2: She's like, "I'm gonna get myself out of a whatever." And this is one of those times I'm so jealous of those audience members in the 1960s who got to see this. Yeah. Cold, with no knowledge going in. I heard it's good. It's another Alfred Hitchcock movie. You like Alfred Hitchcock. We should go see it. Although his trailers tended to show, like, a, a lot.
1: lot. Yeah. which Very, very, I very, very prefer- Hitch-focused in the trailers. Yeah, so. it's
2: very like, oh, here's the hotel, and here's the shower scene, and something happens here. And you're like, no,
1: shh. Stop it. Stop ruining everything. God. But
2: still, but but being able to see it pure i'm just it kills me yeah, I'm, I'm so j- jealous
1: very jealous we're, it's like we're the people ruined.
2: who got to see um the empire strikes back you know what i mean like being in that audience and with that big twist at the end like they got they got to see it like raw before it became like of course we all yeah. know this
1: yes yeah, yeah yeah it becomes a thing like uh you know when we uh when we got to see the sixth sense great movie we like oh shit Bruce Willis is dead. Like, oh my God. And now, no. and now, we, and, and now not we're just getting off and now on we're just a tangent.
2: for tangent. I had a friend in the first five minutes of the movie who's like, oh, when the little boy's talking about like some people don't know they're dead, my friend was like, oh God, watch this. It's going to turn out that Bruce Willis is actually dead.
1: You know what? Fuck your friend. That movie is so much more no, than, it's not. Just, than just it's the less.
2: twist. It's, it's less.
1: It's a great movie. It's a great movie. I stand it's by that. It's, it's so terrible. good. Tony Collette is great. Haley Joel Osment is great. One of Bruce Willis's finest performances. Shyamalan did not do uh, the talent he had on display justice. He needs to stop writing his own movies. That's neither here nor there. After the shower scene, we get... Uh, it's essentially one long movie with Marion. Shower scene, mini-movie. Then we get the more traditional... The third act, which I think that is is... Unfairly derided. However, there's still, you know, Hitch wanted to make this movie because of the shower scene, and that's understandable. Shower scene's great. Third, uh, he's got to wrap it up. Third act still has a lot of great things to it. It's maybe heavy on the expository. This is where it becomes like, like, oh, you were so great, now you're like a little less great. Okay, fine, please do. Everybody,
2: everybody is down on the on the exposition at the end. I, I am so... a thousand percent disagree with you.
1: Which which exposition? Which exposition are we, about? Are we th- talking about? Are we talking about the sheriff explaining things or the psychiatrist explaining I'm things? We're talking about the psychiatrist. Okay. I am definitely disagreeing with you here.
2: I think you need to know those things. Because I don't think... We need to really understand that it wasn't Norman... Who committed the murders? We need to understand that it's the mother. We need to understand that it's not just some stupid whatever. That there is a reason why he does that. I think it adds a whole level of depth to the story.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, not even, not even that we would I, not. I, have I, did, I did not want to. I did not want to get here that soon. I wanted to or talk Hitchcock. about how. No, well, I know. I want. I want to talk about how Hitchcock. Keeps teasing you and throwing and throwing the rug out from under you. So
2: we'll back,
1: we'll back up. Okay, I just just putting, putting a pin in it. Hitchcock teases you. He pulls the rug out from under you because you think okay, murdered, and you're like all right. He so the son there's a son and mother, and all right he's got to clean up after the mother, and then we see this other figure kill uh, Detective Arbogast. Uh, after Arbogast has like a great interrogation scene with Norman Bates. I love I just Shout I just out love Martin how Boston, he... Boston. Yeah Martin Martin Boston he just like un he just like keeps gets Norman off of his off And of you see
2: him and and again those subtle things. He he's like has his hand clenched on the side of the desk.
1: Yeah, and, and you see his
2: jaw is like twitching and he's chewing candy at that, he's that chew- point. Always chewing
1: candy, like a, a little he's personal. He's chewing candy actor and, he's real,
2: and he's real he's real tense. And it's so subtle.
1: Oh, it, it, it's great. But you you have that and you're like, okay, we saw the mother kill Arbogast. So the mother's sorry, this mother this mother is crazy, all you know, right? The son maybe the is a of little shot him
2: falling down the stairs. Oh, is great. I, I,
1: yeah, I love that shot. with the contrast is shot like from a little and yeah, the god's eye view of the shot. See the see the mother kill Arbogast and then you're like, oh, we got to go after the mother. Then we learn the mother you're like, all right, so it's not all right, maybe it was Norman who did that. I got I I confused by this. All right, so it's mother, and then when Sam and um, uh, was it Lila? Is that yeah. the sister? Yeah, Sam and Lila come uh, come to come to uh, come to investigate. They meet the sheriff, and that's when like okay, the, sh- like, the sheriff is going to explain everything. He's going he's going to tell us what happens. And then you go, wait, the mom's dead, has been dead for years. And you're like, that doesn't make sense. And what's what's going on here? And we don't and they didn't have the the. Uh, they didn't have a psycho in nineteen sixty, nor the understanding of psychology that I like to think we ha- we have now. So you're like, ah, oh, that's okay. So maybe it's Norman who's playing the mother. Is that is that what happens? But then I but wouldn't the, but have then,
2: figured that out from that scene.
1: But then Hitch, I
2: wouldn't I wouldn't have thought, oh, he's clearly dressing up as his mother. Right, but I mean
1: th- th- that's one way to go. But then Hitch th- Hitch throws you that one little moment where you see Norman go up the stairs and pick up his mother. Take her downstairs. You're like, oh,
2: and she's screaming at him. Yeah,
1: and she's screaming at him. You're like, I don't know what to what to. I love how it. What could have been just an easy, just all right, we're gonna solve this. We're gonna solve this case. We're gonna get to the bottom of it. Becomes this more. It, there's enough there to hook you that makes the third act really fun to watch because you, along with Lila and and Sam, are just you're, We're all trying to figure this out. And we are. We are gripped. We're like, what? is happening which does bring us to finally they discover mrs bates the 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 slow turn of the dead body and and norman coming in dressed in the dress dressed in the dress and you know gets stopped by sam's he got the crazy look in his eyes brilliant ending you're like oh shit and yes okay i will i will cop that some explanation of what is going on with norman is necessary i don't like how it is delivered that the dude delivering the uh, the psychiatric uh we're gonna say uh bullshit because it's all it's all and none of it is accurate at all is uh way he's he's playing for a camera that is not there at all like i wanted to i wanted to punch him in his stupid smug face
0: i didn't and, feel I know, I
1: I did I didn't like him. The fact what, that I'm,
2: he's talking about how much he loves his mother and then reveals that he was the one who killed his mother, I think that's part of the Like I think
1: you could have drawn back a little bit. Like you like you could start you could start the conversation. You have Sam, Lila, you have everybody in the in the in the police room talking to this guy. And it doesn't have to be that long. What I love and I don't want to question Hitch. I don't, he's so good at his at his work, but there's that. There's that moment where you see the police, uh, the police officer walk down the hall and go into Norman's cell, and then we see Norman sitting there in the moat, like that famous. And that famous says, like, "Do not just,
2: tell me that you don't like that." Cause no, I don't no, know. I know,
1: I know. I I I love I love that so much. I like. I want. I want more of it. And I think that's where you just pick a few choice lines about you. You hint at what is happening. You put that in voiceover, and that's how you tell because. Honestly, it just so like even Hitch himself has admitted like I would not include that exposition scene in Psycho because it's so it's (coughs) so on the nose and I I I I think there's a there's a better way to do it and it it doesn't it doesn't take away from everything that happened before which is brilliant filmmaking it just just leaves it it leaves the film on just like a tiny on the, the on a lower note than it than it should have been. Uh, saved, saved by Perkins's t- horrifying smile there at the end. To, to one to send quick us out. thing
2: about that last shot that I read somewhere, and I agreed with it. I think <laughs> that the movie should have ended on his terrifying smile, and not on them pulling the car out of the swamp.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, agree. Oh, I forgot. I forgot that the car comes. A out. couple,
2: and I didn't come up with that on my own. But I, I read an article where someone says, why do they do that? And the terrifying smile, as it's shifting to the car, you see the skull of his mother. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? Or I is my only person who I sees think that's that? Right. I think that's, it's, it's a real quick blink and you miss it. But I swear, as it fades from his face to the car, you see sort of a skeleton.
1: Yeah.
2: And then it's just the car, and it goes to the end, and you're like, "No,
1: It's Like, stop. just fade to black, fade to black. Stop being like, stop being like Christopher Nolan and ruining a perfectly good World War II movie. Terrible. Final but
2: shot. that yeah. scene, fuck me. Oh yeah,
1: with, with his just having that eyes that like he wouldn't hurt a fly. And it's his mother like, oh, watching, it's
2: so They're watching me now, and how he's just looking, and he's looking at the thing, and then you see him slowly look up. I'm doing it again, podcast member family at (laughs) home and he's looking up and he gets that smile that creepy smile that marion got when she was in the car when you heard them talking about oh she knew what she was doing and she looks
1: like yeah yeah. bitch it's uh it's 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 it's, it's so brilliant i love it and i i i do i feel bad for anthony perkins who uh got sort of like he became norman bates in, in in casting never really got like yeah, I mean, he he got a lot of work, but he was you know, he's always gonna be Norman Bates and that like you you wear that around you. He accepted it later, but he's like, Oh, like I like I like I do have to I do agree with you. the a handsome fucking man right there. I oh. I, I was blown away like <laughs> shit, was he always this pretty? God damn it. Beautiful. He's, he's, he's... And he had
2: that little jacket and yeah.
1: Great great champ, casting to not yeah. great casting to not make him the like a balding fat guy. Because like obviously you say balding fat guy, you're like
2: because he doesn't look back. menacing, and
1: that's why it's... No, he's, he's, uh, he's... What, Ted Bundy was the handsomest motherfuckers in the world. He, what, ate all those people? Did he eat people? One of those things. I don't remember. He killed a lot of women, and it's... Um, it's, it's psycho. Why... 60 years later, 58 years later, why does this film still scare us? Why is it... How is it still part of the psyche of the of the culture why 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 do you think that is why why are we still talking about it now
2: because it is so unique because as much as we say all the slack it, it it invented the slasher film it's so far superior to all those films because those films you don't all you know is there's a monster and the monster's a monster because mm. they're a monster that's it and you don't know about them. The fact that even after the murder, when he's bringing the car out and the car is sinking really slowly, you're kind of rooting for him. Yeah. You never watch, Jay- I don't even know the other word. Halloween or any of those, you never root for them, um, but but you're sitting there. Do. But it's like ironically. You're, but you're sit- ironically and, and you watch it and it's kind of funny and it's over the top and whatever. But like you get like, oh god, is the car because doesn't the car sort of come back up? Yeah, it, at well one point? Yeah, it,
1: it, it, it doesn't go down and you're like, oh, like he's not gonna get and away. And you're with this. you're
2: tense and you're all like oh, and you you kinda want him to get away with it and you're a little worried for him. And when he's like, wait a minute, where's that woman you came with? You're like, uh oh, they're gonna they're gonna find out. And that is Perkins and that is Hitchcock. Yes. And I've never seen another movie that is like that. And the ones, and it's sort of like with Jaws. Jaws is absolutely brilliant. All the copycat movies afterwards are not as good because Jaws has a depth to it that all those other movies don't have. They took the big, splashy explosion from Jaws and made that into a movie instead of taking the story, the characters. Yeah. And that's That's what makes a lasting classic. I it's think... not about the blood. It's not about the guts and the gore.
1: We're doing a month of should have been a contenders horror categories to celebrate October. And what all of them have in common, we did shining last week, psycho right now and Rosemary's baby. It will be next week's episode is that they are horror movies, but they are not just horror movies. They are, they take the time to develop characters. They play with the genre or in some cases literally create the genre. They are focused more on being, on getting us to feel about the characters than they are about the tropes and the cheap tricks of the genre, especially because um, horror is a, you know, it's a genre full of cheap tricks and tropes that that horror fans, we love, they're great, but, you know, and we want to see them, and we love the blood, we love the guts, but they can be so much more than that when you take the time to develop the inner life of the person you're going to murder. And that maybe having one good murder is better than having a dozen uh, bodies of you know, random ass teenagers. Because it
2: gets, honestly, it gets boring after a while. You're like, uh-huh, oh, okay, he's going to chop her up,
1: uh-huh, no, yeah, 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 yeah,
2: okay, mm-hmm, got it. And that's sad,
1: it is. It is. But like in, in
2: The Shining, it, if it, it could have just been, oh, crazy dad axing up his family, and that's the whole movie. But it's like eighty thousand more things than that, right? It, and that's oh, what makes it truly terrifying.
1: Yeah. It along, you know, the Shining. I think The Shining, Psycho, Rosemary's Baby also have a severe um, misogynistic bent to them. Obviously, Hitchcock was uh, just treated his. His actress is terrible and uh it was not no we talked about how he, uh Kubrick treated Shelley Duvall on the on the shining and rosemary's baby coming up uh, spoiler alert but uh you know, obviously it's uh it's you know, directed by Roman Polanski. and well he has his own baggage with issues women. With women. just a, you know just a couple just a few a few issues that really uh really are just not good, really not good at all. Um, I could talk about this, I could talk about Psycho for a really long time. There are books, and books written about this movie, there are documentaries, there are sequels, and there's a prequel TV show, which is fine, but it's whatever, it's, it does kind of ruin things just because... No, you don't need to, you don't you don't want you don't want to know so much about evil to make that make that it makes them like kind of like normal and misunderstood.
2: It's like Pat and did a whole comedy bit about um the uh, Star Wars prequels and how he'd go back in time and like kill George Lucas before he could make the prequels and right. be like, I don't need to know how all this stuff came about. I just want to see the cool stuff
1: right right and uh, psycho is undeniably one of the coolest things ever it's a film you should still watch today great example you will of... get
2: more out of it it's like it's like the shining and rosemary's baby that we're talking about it and when we talked about when you'll hear later on rosemary's baby there's so many things that steve picked up on that i didn't that and we've all both seen this movie a lot and just the more you see the more you're like oh my gosh i didn't really piece that together in my brain how cool is that
1: yeah that's cool and it's and, it's, and that's why it's a great movie yeah and it's more because it's more than just the shower scene it's uh a look at uh sexual politics look at look at like you know it's very appropriate to now with all of the all of this this nonsense with kavanaugh and and, and all of that and just, what entitlement and how white guys feel and just guys in general and it's like it's it's it's, it's, it's still he's relevant. an
2: incel he's a, seriously norman bates is an incel and you'll definitely see in the book also in some of the politics that changed her you know being ashamed to have sex with her boyfriend and they're not married and they're at a hotel yeah. and she's so ashamed and we have to be proper and do everything right and that's
1: yeah, it's 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 not so much of Hitchcock. Thinking. Hitchcock could not uh, could not predict the future, but he could certainly see which way the winds were blowing. And I think you know, Psycho. It didn't make the '60s, but it's if looking back, you can go. Psycho had some. Psycho knew what was up. Well, what was coming down the down the line uh, in terms of America, and certainly like the American family, American uh, femininity. In the '60s, great upheaval and turmoil. It's just, it's a, uh, it's a great, it's a great movie to watch as, as just a movie. If you just want to have a great time at a film, you can watch Psycho, and it is so good. If you want to really that think is. about things, watch Psycho, and you'll get so much out of it. So, uh, so Amy, did Psycho deserve to be nominated for Best Picture?
2: Okay, Thank I've thought it. about this. One thing I am going to add, we already talked about the technical awards. It should have gotten Anthony Perkins. I think we can agree deserved the best nomination.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Tough I would've, I would've year, and it. I will
2: say it's a tough year because if you watch Elmer Gantry, and I hope you do, Burt Lancaster's unfreaking believable, and he had never won an Academy Award. So right. keep that on the back burner. Jack Lemmon, even though you didn't love the movie, got to admit, he was Freaking great in
1: that movie. And he's Jack Lemon, you know he's he's wonderful all the time.
2: Exactly. And so he definitely deserved a nomination and possibly a win. And I will say this are you sitting down, Mr. Bujia an audience at home?
1: I, I'm always sitting down.
2: I would take out Sons and Lovers as okay. the nomination. I would put in Psycho and I would make it the best picture of the year.
1: You would make it the best picture of the year. Over the apartment. Over
2: the apartment, which is the entire reason, folks at home who don't know this yet, if you haven't been listening, that is the movie that got me on the show. Yes. Because I do love that movie. She
1: complained so much. And I'm like, you need to take your opinions on the air. Wow.
2: And I did. I'm going to mark this day. I still love The Apartment. I think it's a flawless, flawless film. But Psycho. Psycho is also flawless and groundbreaking, and more influential than the yeah. apartment. But the apartment's still a perfect
1: film. If we could go back and give the award based on influence and how a film has affected its uh, the, the the films that came after it, Psycho is undoubtedly one of the most influential films of all time. Created a subgenre of horror films. Is still talked about, lauded, utterly and completely. And you know, the academy does not always have its. The academy can you know nobody can have its the its its hand on the pulse of what is to come. It can't it 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 it, it deals in all right. We have these three hundred sixty five days. What are the movies we have? I we can't be worried about posterity here. It's like we have a job to do. We have an award show. This is this is what's happening we can't look at we can't
2: and we can't yeah. look at the
1: future and go oh psycho is very important maybe we should nominate that
2: and instead. at the time the apartment was a very timely movie and talk about a movie that deals with <laughs> misogyny
1: oh yeah I'm one of my main like
2: honestly if you didn't have the movie the apartment I, I am convinced that the writers of Mad Men watched The Apartment before they wrote every single episode because there's so many of those same elements going on. Yeah, awful yeah. men doing awful things, sexual politics. It was very modern and of its time and brilliant and funny and sad and heartbreaking and well-acted. I'm still giving it to Psycho and I would take away Billy Wilder's best director and I would give it to won alfred hitchcock yes,
1: billy wilder would win many best director academy awards over the course of his simply stunning career so you know what billy let's give it to hitch come on
2: but he should have gotten it for some like it hot so in my world he got it for some like it hot so he doesn't need it two years in a row
1: uh, yeah he also uh, he also picked it up for last weekend i believe back in the 40s great movie yeah great no yeah, just like no, okay.
2: It's what? good, but I think when I think Billy Wilder, I think like he should have gotten it for Sunset Boulevard and Some Like It Hot. Yeah.
1: Like, Agreed there.
2: And The Lost Weekend's a great movie, but I mean yeah, not it's, it's, to not get it for some Like It Hot. Sunset Boulevard. Come on. Yeah.
1: Well come on. Uh, I'll probably actually agree with you. I do not like the apartment, so and not having no, seen really it. any of the, uh, yeah, I'm surprised. I would definitely, I, I'm like, I might just switch out the apartment with Psycho, but that would be rude. We'll take out Sons and Lovers as well. Never heard of that. I've at least heard of the Alamo, Alamo. Well, the Alamo is just basically a vanity piece that sort of got in there just because John Wayne. Yeah, Hullied, take that one out. Yeah, you, take, you take out a bunch of them. But uh, you, you know, while we're at it, why don't we just throw in, uh, throw in Spartacus? Is a great.
2: Movie. Yeah, do that. And a best director for uh, yeah, break.
1: Break. I don't know. Inherit the Wind.
2: Sure, whatever. Fine. No, Inherit the Wind's a good one. That. that that's, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. all. That's I'm, saying let's, 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 I'm saying. let's put that. Yeah. Let's
1: put that in. We can. And we can, keep. And do.
2: trust me. Keep Albert Gantry because that makes that's with religion and fundamentalism and all that stuff. It still applies today. I will
1: definitely check that one. And Bert out. Lancaster
2: is amazing yeah. Yeah. in that movie.
1: Amy, it has been a lot of fun talking about Psycho with you. And folks, we thank you for listening in here at Oscar Watch. If you like what you hear and want to write us an email, do drop us a line at oscarwatchpodcast at gmail.com. We are still fielding your requests for what movies we should talk about in the month of December as our gift to you. So send in your thoughts. Small little paragraph of an essay to us about a film that was one best picture was nominated for Best Picture, or you think really should have been nominated for Best Picture, or if you're feeling very sneaky and clever, why this movie should not have won, why it should not have been nominated, and why we should never, ever talk about this particular film because it's so bad. We would love to play that as well. Amy Thompson, where can folks find you?
2: A. Thompson Eleven on Twitter or on our Facebook page. Michael from Canada, it's been a while.
1: We miss you. Right in. I'm I'm making the hand gesture. Anyways, and <laughs> next week, as noted before, we finish out our October slate of films with 1968's *Rosemary's Baby*, which
2: another is. insane year for films. Yeah, great you know.
1: movies. Yeah, this is not a dream. This is really happening, and we will see you then. Till next time, we'll see you
0: on the right carpet. We'll be right <laughs>